too. Good afternoon. Good to see each of you on this afternoon. We thank you for your presence. This is a wonderful gathering, and we are excited not only to be here, but to see you here and to celebrate the beginning of something new, something that has not been done, but we're excited uh, to begin this journey together with the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra, uh, with Tougaloo Concert Choir, K Chapel. Uh, where we go from here, I think is up to us, but we're excited to begin taking these few new steps together. And so before we even begin, can we just show an appreciative applause at the beginning of this? I am Reginald Buckley. I'm privileged to serve as the pastor of this church, K Chapel. And on behalf of all of the officers and members of K Chapel, we welcome you to this sanctuary. We welcome you to this house. And we welcome you to this experience. I present to you now our conductor, Crafton Beck.
thank you. This this is a wonderful afternoon for us. We are so glad you're with us. These, these, these folks behind me are members of the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra. We have the Tougaloo College Chapel Choir. They're coming on stage right now. We have the Cave Chapel Choir with us this afternoon. We have Miss Tania Sanders, who's fifth child with us. You are with us. We are so glad to be in this space here now with you. We're going to celebrate with songs and words. And we began with celebrating with music by uh, Mr. Coleridge Taylor, Samuel Coleridge Taylor. This next music is, um, is a setting of words by Miss Margaret Walker. We claim Margaret Walker here in, in Jackson. She was born in Birmingham, Alabama. She had the great fortune of getting Chicago. She went to Northwestern, and uh, her family got her there. She and her sister and had this wonderful opportunity to mix with some of the great artists of the day. Langston Hughes, she's reacquainted with. Um, and uh, another wonderful Mississippian, Mr. Richard Wright, was up there already as a novelist working. They got to know each other and supported each other. It was great years in the 30s in Chicago. But she came back to Jackson, spent over 40 years. Of course, we know her work at Jackson State, left a great legacy, many great students, and raised a family. Her poetry is just extraordinary, and it's extraordinary for lots of reasons. One, I would say, is that, of course, she, this piece is called Inflation Blues. She, just like Langston Hughes, wrote a lot of songs, that, poems that refer to songs. And she, just like Langston Hughes, she wrote a lot of poems that she called the blues. The, I said there's two things. This music also is extraordinary to us, I think, because these words, we've already talked about it, some of us in the choir and myself, these words are just as fresh today as they were when she wrote them decades and decades ago. Enjoy this. There's a lot of humor in this piece, but there's a lot of... Uh, lot of seriousness about some of these words too. Here is Inflation Blues. Please welcome the Tougaloo College Chamber Singers. Depression was and come again. What's the matter with Uncle Sam? He took away my sugar. Now he's messing with my ham. Oh, oh, oh. a piece of beef too high to buy. Chicken ain't no better. 
black folks must do without. We make it in the wind and blind as jaybirds in molting time.
Thank you. This next piece is a little bit of a miracle. Florence Price herself is a miracle. Another powerful, talented woman from the South, born in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the, in the late 19th century. Uh, she, again, her life is a miracle. She went to the New England Conservatory at the turn of the century, at a time when it just didn't happen, a woman of color from the South, up in Boston with the finest teachers and finest musicians in Boston. And there she studied, and she made the choice to come back home uh, to Little Rock. And she was, for decades, she lived in Little Rock, raised a family, married a wonderful man. He was a lawyer. And because he was a lawyer and, and defending, quite frankly, people there in Little Rock, it was time for them to leave to escape Jim Crow in the late 20s, and they did. That family got out at night one night, and um, they made their way to Chicago, that great place, Chicago, in the, again in the 30s. In 1932, in just a matter of two years, Florence Price finally was able to do, to, to, to do the things that she had learned to do uh, in her music all those many years before up in the North and never had a chance to express herself here in the South. In just two years, she wrote a symphony. And in 1932, she became the first African-American woman to have a symphony performed by a major symphony orchestra. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra played Symphony Number no. 1 by Florence Price in 1932, performed it. Just, by the way, uh, preceded only one year before by another Mississippian, who you probably know this story, many of us, of William Grant Still, whose famous Symphony Number no. 1 is Afro-American Symphony was the first African-American to be performed, another Mississippian, William Grant Still. His was performed by the Rochester Philharmonic, so he preceded Miss Price to, to be the first African-American of any kind to have a symphony played by a major symphony orchestra, professional orchestra. So this piece, this piece was written at the other end of her life in the early 50s, just before she passed.